Welcome to Bible Hacks. I'm your host, Shaz Jones. Hey, I want to talk to you today about David and Goliath and some lessons that we can learn from this piece of scripture. I love the story of David and Goliath and I think that it's so applicable to us right here, right now. And I want to unpack some of that for you so that you can start to live the Bible. The Bible shouldn't be something that you just read or study. It should be something that you live. You should be living epistles, living examples of the Word of God. And so one of the ways that I like to demonstrate the Word of God is through the lessons in David and Goliath. Um, So we're going to start, it's in 1 Samuel 17, and I'm going to draw out three main things. So the first thing I want you to notice is that David was not meant to be there. (laughs) He wasn't there because he was appointed a position. He wasn't there because he had qualified or that he had experience. He had no business being there. He literally did not have a business. He didn't have a title. He didn't have a career. He had really no um, reason to think that he belonged there. But he did think that he belonged there. Um, And when other people started criticising and telling him he should go back to his sheep, he just ignored that criticism. Why? Because what he did have was an opportunity. He had spotted an opportunity that other people had overlooked. And so when they criticized him, he said, Wow, what have I done? All I've done is ask a question. And I love the way that he minimizes his environment in the first instance. Says, Oh, I'm just asking a question. And then it says, He asked the same question. So he didn't let the naysayers shut him down. He didn't obey what they said, which is go back where you came from, basically. He just asked the same question, it says, and he got the same answer. And then someone reported that question to the king, King Saul, and then the king sent for him. So he manufactured this opportunity just by asking a simple question. And I want you to get used to asking questions and and having a questioning attitude towards the way that things are. Because the way that things are are not always the way that things should stay. And David strongly believed that the victory was possible, that there was an opportunity for victory, that victory should and could exist in that situation. And so he had a questioning approach. And I think that if we live our life with an approach that questions the status quo, uh, it will help us to spot opportunities and create opportunities out of nothing more than questions. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I've got no resources. I need to save some money or I need to get some contacts and network. And they want to put off doing something until they've got all these resources. You don't need all those resources. All that David had was a question. It says he asked the same question <laughs> and he got the same answers. He didn't uh, vary from the one resource that he had, which was self-generated and therefore abundant. And it was just a question. So that's the first thing I want you to notice 
The opportunity can come even when you have no business, no title, no career, no experience, no resources. Just create opportunity um, by simply questioning the way things are. The second thing that I want you to notice is that he did have transferable things. And so when the king questioned him, he didn't give a resume that said, oh, whoops, I've got no military experience. He didn't do that. He, he said, I've got these transferable skills, transferables experience, transferable technology. So he said, I fought the lion and the bear and I'm going to do the same here. In other words, he, he crafted his pitch, his sales, his message, his resume, his, the way that he approached the opportunity to get the client in terms of transferable skills and transferable experience. And often when we're faced with new opportunities or new experiences, new situations, sometimes we can kind of shrink back from them and go, oh, that sounds like a really great job and I'd love that level of pay and I'd really like to work with those people or I'd love to approach that client, that's my ideal project. And yet we shrink back from them because we think, oh, but I don't have skills and experience that they need. Well, don't do that. Learn from David. David said, you know, I've got skills and I've got experience. They may not be the normal resume that you're used to in this military environment, but they will work because they are still fighting skills. They're still skills of, of victory and, and of taking on battles and achieving things that aren't expected of me. You know, only um, an insane shepherd <laughs> would go, oh, there's a lion approaching my flock. I think I'll go and fight that lion. <laughs> Most shepherds will go, okay, it'll probably take the lamb that's closest to it. So I'll make sure that myself and the rest of the lambs uh, start running now <laughs> and give up that one sacrificial lamb to protect the rest of us. David wasn't like that. He took on optional battles that he didn't have to take on he he chose to make them battles and he won victories in those places and so when it came time to talk to Saul on the battlefield about the battle that he was facing he had experience and skills and examples that he could give him of where he'd been a winner in life and so I want you to take some time to meditate this week on where you are winning in life. It might be some relationships. It might be um, some, say if you're a mother and you haven't worked in the workplace for 10 years and you're thinking, oh, I don't have the latest computer skills. Um, I know one of my friends was thinking like that for a long time and she was scared to get any kind of job, even the jobs that she'd had before she became a mother. She just thought that no employer would want her. She's back in the workplace now and she is thriving. Like she is doing really, really well. And a lot of her skills came from the time she spent as a mother. She learned how to prioritize. She learned how to multitask. She learned how to work with others. She learned how to make the most of the uh, resources that she had. And all of those things have really helped her relate to her retail clients now. So learn to identify the skills and experience and resources and technology that you have that is transferable 
and that would be attractive to a new client or a new employer or new colleagues that you want to work with on a project. And the third one, and I really love this one, is that David um, created a remote technology. So what the Kings and all the other people on the battlefield were used to was hand-to-hand combat where they would literally go out and meet the enemy and the enemy would be within arm's reach and they could use their sword to attack the enemy and they could use their shield to try and protect themselves from the sword of the enemy that was face-to-face with them, hand-to-hand, in the same geography, very small, limited distances. That's the kind of environment that they were used to fighting and winning in. And David came along and he rejected that model and created a whole new model for military combat. And uh, it, it occurred to me today that the Lord's Prayer is actually an example of remote technology. So it begins with our Father who is in heaven or who art in heaven. That means our Father who is not where we are, our Father who is remote from where we are, in a different geography from where we are. And it goes on to say, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done where we are as it is where you are. So giving us access to what we don't have access to locally is the whole essence of the Lord's Prayer and it's the essence of what David did. David took um, some slingshot and some stones and he said, I'm going to use these as my weapons because then I can fight remotely. Uh, Even if David used like a spear or a, a javelin, It takes a lot to carry more than one of them and it takes a lot of energy to actually throw a spear or a javelin too because they're quite heavy and you have to stop and balance yourself and aim carefully and all that. And that's hard to do multiple times on a battlefield. But when you have just small stones in a slingshot, you can start firing when you're not even close to your enemy, when you're certainly not within arm's reach because a stone, a small stone will go a lot further through the air than a spear or a javelin will. And it, it takes much less energy to complete that move as well. So it's kind of a green situation. It's, it's a solution that's much lower energy. And it also... Is something that is shepherd's technology, not military technology. No one else was used to this kind of technology, but it meant that he could fell Goliath from a distance remotely. And so Goliath didn't even get a chance to draw his sword. And it was his sword that David used to cut off his head. Uh, (laughs) It was his sword, his old model of thinking, his old way of doing things, his old technology that literally was the death of him when David, um, first of all, knocked him out with a stone and then jumped up on top of him and beheaded him and finishing him off. And everyone else on the military field, they'd been paralysed thinking that they couldn't take on this enemy at all. There was no way that they could win and all this. And when this young boy came along who had no experience, had no business, had no 
title, no, you know, skills in military or anything. When he took down that first giant, it says that the whole army sort of followed him and chased the whole army of the enemies. So it mobilised everyone else. And he did it all starting with using just a new remote technology, giving access to what he had available in a way that um, was available to everyone else, but they just hadn't accessed it before. And, you know, you can do that in any technology business or even any offline business. It's something that you have available. It might be, you know, fruit that grows in your area that isn't available in other areas. It might be some um, fabric that you can create in your area that other people don't have access to. It might be some knowledge or um, even a view like in Sydney here, I can take pictures of the Harbour Bridge and the Opera House. Well, lots of people would love to be able to see that and to view that, but they can't get here because they're remote. If I can give them access to it, that's a way of applying David and Goliath to my daily life right here and right now. So I just wanted to leave you with those three things. You don't need a business. You don't need title. You don't need career. Look for opportunities. Have a questioning attitude that creates opportunities. Secondly, meditate on where your transferable skills are. Just find out where where are you winning in life and think about the skills and experience and technology and resources that you already have that might be attractive to people in other industries or other fields or other situations. And thirdly, look for remote technologies like the Lord's Prayer where he says, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Allow people to do things where you are where they're not um, and you'll unlock some technologies that bring the rewards that David got and he got like wealth he got a new relationship with the king's daughter he got tax-free income all kinds of great things from doing things just a little bit differently so I hope you've enjoyed that episode of Bible Hacks. If you've got a Bible Hacks or you want to comment on today's episode, then please get in touch with us um, and download the podcast from wherever you get your podcasts from, including Apple Podcasts. It's in the iTunes store. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Shaz Jones, and you can go to facebook.com slash biblehacks for more from the Bible Hacks podcast. Until next time, God bless.